Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus Patreon episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony, and joining me tonight is a really special guest you have heard on the main show talking The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Natalie Bickle. How are you? Hey, Anthony. I'm so good. How are you? I am better now that you're here. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to be back with an elf. With an elf. <laughs> Especially in the midst of the Christmas season. It's always good to have friends yes. on. Yes. Yeah. How's your holiday season going? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Yeah. My brother and his wife and their one-year-old baby came in for Thanksgiving and they haven't been in in years. So it was really good to spend time with them. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. How was yours? It was good. It was really good. Too fast. It always goes too fast. I know. I feel like Thanksgiving day is always a rush for us. And then after it's like, we have usually a pretty calm weekend, but it's like, okay, time with family is kind of done and we're moved on already. So I wish it was longer. That's what she said. (laughs) 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 But I'm excited. I'm really excited to have you on because you published a Christmas book, didn't you? I did called The Christmas Clue, and it's based off of a tradition that my dad came up with. So every Christmas morning, my brother and I would open all of our gifts, and then we have a Christmas morning scavenger hunt to the last present. So we're racing around the house looking for clues leading up to the last one. So it's really, really fun. That's awesome. Your dad is, has like major award, you know, major father <laughs> of the year award right there. Does he still yes. do it for you? He does. And now our spouses are involved. So he makes four sets of clues, which is ridiculous. We're all adults. Like, wow, <laughs> we that's love awesome. It. That yeah. is awesome. How long does it normally take to solve? Like, does he make them harder now that you're adults? Yes. Yeah. He, he tried to do one, like an escape room last year where I had to like find multiple clues leading to one clue. And I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, but yeah, it probably takes us like 30 to 45 minutes to do all of them. Wow. That's yeah. awesome though. Like it's better than just sitting down and unwrapping gifts. Like it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It adds a different flavor to it. And I think even though we're all adults, we look forward to it every year. Yeah, I bet I would too. So your book, it's a kid's book and you were gracious enough to send me, Tom and Julia each a copy and it is so fun. I read it and I loved it and I plan on reading it to my cousin's kids this Christmas Eve when they're at our house. So that's so fun. I love that. (laughs) Where can um, listeners buy it? It's like, so for those listening, if you haven't heard of Natalie Bickle yet, 
you're living under a rock because she's in she's doing all kinds of interviews online she's doing interviews on tv podcasts this girl is like a list oh man i don't know that i'd say that but i'm <laughs> hustling i'm trying to get the word out <laughs> so where where is it for sale it's for sale everywhere right yeah, it's anywhere online, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, um, but the easiest is usually Amazon. And how long ago was it published? So it came out the week of Christmas last year. So this was my my year to really promote it and get it out there and get people to know about it because last year it was just so fast. Right. That's yeah. awesome though. Happy year anniversary. Thanks. Yeah. I'm looking forward to having you back when like Pixar and Disney pick it up and adapt it oh my into gosh. like a movie. I wish. <laughs> if only. Just keep in mind your friend Anthony, the best <laughs> elf. <laughs> yes. But I wanted you here and you agreed to be here to read um a bit of the book. I don't know how much you want to read to our listeners, give people a taste. So uh yeah, why don't you set up the scene and go for it? Yeah, so I'm going to read up until the first clue of each of the siblings. So it opens with Christmas morning and Santa has set up a scavenger hunt for this special family. So I'm just going to read through kind of the opening and then get to the first clue for each sibling just to give the listeners a taste. Yeah, go for it. All right. There once were two children named Ryan and Natalie who were good all year long. Brother and sister, they lived with their parents in a cozy house where Santa always visited and never prolonged. Their cheeks were rosy and their eyes held a sparkle as they arose from their twin beds with excitement. Twas the morn of Christmas and all through the house clues were spread about. They walked downstairs side by side to the living room that housed the Christmas tree decorated so festively. Their parents sat sipping their coffee, looking at the sleepy-headed children adoringly. Their little faces beamed from the shiny gifts scattered under the tree. Their eyes traveled to the plate where Santa's cookies once were, now with only a few crumbs to spare. They turned to each other and their own bellies began to resemble that of two large bears. The scent of cinnamon rolls traveled throughout. They quickly put on the icing and downed them without doubt. With their bellies full and without wine, it was time. The present opening would begin. The two little tots took in the assorted scene, some packages so big and others so thin. As a good big brother and boy, Ryan brought a gift to Natalie first so he could watch her tiny little eyes express radiant joy. Soon the room was a mess with bows and wrappings strewn about with no gifts left for anyone, not even the house hound. The snow was beginning to flurry outside and it caught little Natalie's eye. She rushed to the window with a gust, but on the way, something else was a must. She could see something sticking out from the tree. It was white and long and skinny as she thought for me. She stood up on her tallest tippy toes and reached out to grab it. As Natalie tried, brother Ryan got up and pried it out for her to avoid screaming. She read her name on the envelope and began beaming. Ryan looked at it with recognition, last year's Christmas instantly coming to him like a vision. He quickly searched the tree for his own, a smile of success sweeping across his face as he pulled it out from between two top branches next to an ornament of a dog bone. 
Their dad looked at them with confidence as he said, you know what to do, referring to the surprise game Santa left before heading up the chimney flue. The two siblings began ripping open the envelopes to reveal the first clue. They knew secrets were stashed inside, a game Santa created just for them to play and to hide. A scavenger hunt to the last present it would be, and Ryan and Natalie couldn't wait to open and see. Natalie read hers aloud first. This is the first clue to find your gift. Hunting for it will give you a lift. So here we go. When you lay here, you won't say ouch because it's hidden behind the family room couch. Yes, she yelled with the tenacity one would use to flip a pancake, although it wasn't time to bake. She didn't have to go far. Her heart racing, she ran without a slouch quickly to the couch. It was Ryan's turn. He was older, faster, and Natalie couldn't help but twirl. She had to make herself busy as he read, the anticipation getting to her head. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. It's time to look for your last present, so let's go. Think, think, think about where it might be, and then put together the clues to ultimately see. Let's get started. What do you say? The first place to look is where you determine the day. Ryan dashed upstairs to the Power Ranger calendar sitting prominently on his desk. He was off to a good start. There was no time for rest. That's it. That that is awesome. <laughs> Thank it, you. Like, I love your like metaphors and like all the you can just picture the perfect Christmas morning in the head in your head. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was hard to write because I wanted to match the rhyming structure of my dad's clues. So I was like trying to think of rhymes and I ended up like dreaming about some of them. But yeah, it was hard to put together, but I'm proud of it. So did you make up the clues yourself for these books or did you use actual clues he's written in the past? So I used actual clues my dad's written. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them I had to generalize because he personalized specifically to my brother and I and whatever we were into at the time. But mm -hmm. for the most part, they're his original words. That's awesome. Now, is yeah. he a writer in general as well or just clues? So he, I think he has the potential to be a writer. Um, he has like a bunch of book ideas floating around in his head, but he's not like patient enough to actually take the time to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but he's very creative. I think it's where I get it from. So at what point did you decide to sit down and take this awesome tradition your dad gave you guys growing up and turn it into a book? Like, when did that idea first pop into your mind? Um, so it was January of last year. We had just celebrated Christmas and I was just thinking about that tradition and I wanted to write something new because I had written a novel. It's not published yet, um, but I was like ready for, okay, what's my next writing project? And I was thinking about that. And I was like, that would be a really cool children's book. And so I asked my dad for his digital copies of the clues just for like memory sake. Cause I wanted to surprise him if I actually got it published. Um, but that's where I started. And so I went through the years and years and years of clues and picked out my favorite ones. That's so cool. And I love, I need to, we need to set aside time at some point, just talk about writing in general. Yes. Because you studied that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have unpublished, like I write, I have 
finished novels on my computer. I just get too yeah. lazy when it comes to actually trying to find the publisher, okay. like doing something with them. But yeah, yeah, we should talk about that because I yes. need writing friends. <laughs> yes, I would love that. <laughs> um, is your, I mean, you have a novel that's not published yet. Is that Christmas related too? It is not. So it's based loosely on the way my husband and I fell in love. Um, but it's really more about like the terrifying feeling of falling in love and just like how conflicting it can be and how like sometimes, you know, you want to just let yourself fall, but then there's other times where there's hesitation and there's like struggle with it of, do I actually want to trust someone this much with my feelings. Um, so that's what the novel is about. And it's a young adult novel, but yeah, it's grueling trying to find a publisher. And that was going to be my next question, actually, because I didn't even normally I'll read like the front pages of the book to see like the publisher. I didn't even notice who published the Christmas clue. Pennant publications is the publisher. Okay. They do a lot of children's books. Um, but I actually knew of them because my local library, like did a whole video series with them during COVID. So that's how I got connected there. I have not pitched them my novel yet, but I probably will next year. That's so cool. Well, yeah. when, Fingers when crossed. they pick it up and <laughs> yes. when it's published, you have to come back and promote that too. Yeah, I would love to. And, uh, See, I have an idea for a kid's Christmas book too, like a yeah. picture book type thing, kind of like Toy Story-esque, but you have like the Ooh. commercial ornaments and the religious ornaments and they have to like get along and like the commercial ones realize the true meaning of Christmas. I kind of want to do it like rhyming the whole thing, like Dr. Yeah. Susie, but That's yeah. cool. Now I, like I know, now I know to go to for my yes. um, beta reader, since you are <laughs> an amazing writer, so I love to read that. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> Thanks. But the Christmas clue, what else do you want listeners to know about it? Like if pit, like, you know, you're talking to a whole audience here. What do you yeah. want them to know about it? Pitch it to them. Like, why should they pick it up? Yeah. Um, the Christmas clue really just reignites that childlike sense of wonder like whether you've lost that or maybe you've never experienced that before, it's just full of traditions and the connectedness that happens with family during the holiday season. So I just hope that it inspires you guys as listeners to just share your own traditions and maybe start new ones. Yeah. And as somebody who has been lucky enough to read it, yeah, pick it up, guys. Like you'll want to share it with your kids or young family members if you don't have kids. I'd, uh, definitely embodies what we all love about Christmas, the warmth and family feeling. So pick, pick it up. Um, I, you know, can't recommend it enough. Thanks, Anthony. So, yeah, no worries. So while I have you, this is a movie, Christmas movie podcast. Right. So I thought it would be fun just to kind of run down our list. Well, up our list, discuss our <laughs> top 10 favorite Christmas movies with one another if okay. you're game yeah I'm down yeah because I always like hearing other people's opinions and how wrong they are but I have a feel <laughs> okay. I, I, I have a feeling you will actually uh have a good list I'll at least I'll approve of all right <laughs> better not start this hostile <laughs> no you're not Tom don't worry oh, okay yeah <laughs> um so start off with number 10 and give us a brief reason you know why it's made your okay. top of the top Okay, I think it's Miracle on 34th Street. The, the original? 
No, the I think it's the 1994 version with like the little girl who plays Matilda. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I was making sure I had the year right. Um, I just really love that Santa. I feel like he just feels like the real deal in that movie, and I love when he's like signing with the little deaf boy and like him being in prison. I feel like there's several Christmas movies like Christmas Chronicles and the Santa Claus where Santa goes to jail, mm-hmm. but it's it feels much lighter in those movies than this one. This one feels much darker when he's in jail and just yeah. like, that feeling of excitement when he's released is really special. Yeah. I love that one too. That scene mm-hmm. where he's signing with the kid is one of my favorite yes. Christmas movie scenes ever. Yeah. So my number 10 is actually a new release. Like, I have actually two new releases on this list that oh. I saw this year and loved so much. But number what? 10 is Spirited, the Ryan oh, Reynolds, Will yes. Ferrell movie. Did you see I, it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I just watched it last weekend. Did you like it? I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, of, one of my friends on Facebook gave it a terrible review. So I was like kind of nervous going into it, but I loved it. Yeah. So I did too, obviously. I love the idea of telling a Christmas Carol from the ghost point of view. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a neat twist, but I also loved the take where after Scrooge died, he became one of the ghosts himself. Yeah. And he died so quickly after his own redemption that he wasn't even really sure whether or not he actually did change. And I thought that was just a really cool take on this story. Yeah, it was really unique. Um, good afternoon to you, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I've been using that with people at work who annoy me, who have not seen the movie. Yes. So they're just like, why are you saying this all the time now? <laughs> but no, it it is fantastic. And Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are just so good together. Yeah, they're hilarious. Yep. What's your number nine? Home Alone 2. Now, I really like the the scene with the bird lady or multiple scenes with the bird lady. I think that that's what I remember when I think about that movie from my childhood and like the dove ornament that mm-hmm. he gets. Um, that's really all I have to say about that one. <laughs> I'm not ready to talk about that one yet. Spoiler oh, alert. <laughs> okay. Um, my number nine is Krampus. Mm, okay. I've never seen it. Okay. So I recommend it. Yeah. It did come out a few years ago, starts Adam Scott and Tony Collette. And, you know, it's a great cast. And you would think it's like, this is one of the first movies we covered on the show. And I remember Julie and Tom just being so surprised by it because they thought it was going to be like a gory horror film, but it's not. Right. It actually has like a lot of heart and a really good message about, you know, as annoying as family can be sometimes. The real meaning of Christmas is family and, you know, really love I... and everything. Yeah. And, it's great. I highly recommend it. Does it have a happy ending? It has an ambiguous ending. Okay. Do you feel good afterwards? You feel good. Okay. I felt good at the ending. <laughs> but that's you. You love horror. No, no. no. Tom, and, <laughs> Tom and Julia felt good too. I mean, okay. but, it's a, but then you get like the little stinger at the end. It's like, oh, hmm. was it a happy ending? I don't know. And that's okay. all I'll say. Yeah. Okay. But recommend it. Number eight. Yep. For me is Christmas Vacation. Ooh, that's lower than I would have thought. Mm. Um, it wasn't one that I grew up on. Like, I didn't watch it until I think maybe high school. So it wasn't like that's earlier big... than I did. I didn't watch it really? until after college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I like it, but 
I would choose others above it, obviously. You're not ready to talk about it, obviously. Nope. <laughs> My number eight, I just saw today at 5 p.m. What? Right after work. Violent Night. Oh, okay. I have not seen it, but I saw previews for it. With David Harbour as Santa. It's like Home Alone meets Die Hard. You know, family is like taking hostage Christmas Eve and Santa has to rescue them. But like, he plays a really good Santa. Like, it starts off like, you know, he doesn't like the state of the world. All kids mm. want our gift cards and money. <laughs> and like, you know, he just thinks everyone is miserable. And then like this, one of the people kidnapped is this little girl who like truly mm. believes in him and has a spirit of Christmas. And over the course of the movie, they're talking like via walkie talkies. And like, she kind of reignites his faith in Christmas and people. And it's a really good arc for him. And David Harbour just looked awesome as Santa. And it was just fun. Yeah. No, that sounds yeah. like a good one. That sounds much better than Krampus to me. It sounds like Santa's all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just like takes down bad guys, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, they're swearing. It's rated R. They're swearing and yeah. Well, that's gory, fine. But yeah. <laughs> but they both have heart. I don't know. I think Krampus might have more heart. Oh. I don't know. You know, okay. watch both and report back okay <laughs> number seven i did the preacher's wife Ooh, yeah. okay that one was a big classic for me growing up my mom was obsessed with whitney houston and her voice is just so freaking powerful and i just loved like the choir scenes where they're singing different like christmas songs and like unique songs and i loved the whole angel Denzel you can't yeah. go wrong with the Denzel movie yeah now were you a fan of the bishop's wife growing up do you like I that one too I haven't seen that one okay because the preacher's wife is a remake of the bishop's wife right yeah I like them both about the same I think Julia okay. likes a bishop's wife more I forget about Tom <laughs> Tom's the worst I don't remember anything he says <laughs> <laughs> um my number seven is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Okay. I mean, what you said, first of all, it's Christmas in New York. You can't, mm. that is Christmas to me. Not that I'm biased or anything. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just, it was a simpler time, right? Like it's Kevin McAllister, Lost in New York. The Twin Towers are still standing. Mm. You know, he runs into Donald Trump at the plaza and nobody wants oh, to yeah. kill themselves. And <laughs> because yeah. it's Donald Trump. Uh, no, but like... It was just so quintessentially early 90s for me, like early 90s New York, and it has a lot of heart. It's more of the same of the first one, and I prefer, I mean, spoiler alert, I prefer the first one, yeah. but uh, I like it. The stuff with the pigeon lady is great, although I was always, like in the original, the old man got his happy ending. She didn't really mm, at the end, Yeah. like so that always bummed me out, but um, Did yeah. you grow up in New York? Yes, I've been here my okay. whole life. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's cool. Yep. So, yeah. And and I prefer, well, I'll save that for when I talk about the other one. But yeah, <laughs> Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. It still gives me the feels. When him and mom hug in front of the Rockefeller tree, like, mm -hmm. oh, I love it. That's sweet. Yep. Okay, number six. Mine is Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Yeah. 
I, that one again is a classic that I grew up on. Um, that's like the only Christmas Carol that I watch the only version of it that I watch every single year. And you don't even watch Mickey. I don't, I don't even know if I've ever seen the Mickey one. Okay. Yeah. But that's the only version I watch. And I just love that Scrooge. Like he's just really lovable. I think even from the beginning, like obviously he's mean and then changes, but for some reason, like his, the way he looks and the way he talks just feels very homey to me. So Muppets Christmas Carol is not on my list. What? It's not my favorite version of a Christmas Carol. I like it, but like, I'm not, so many people are like obsessed with it. I don't get that, but I do love the opening song, you know, there mm-hmm. goes Mr. Hum. That's my ringtone every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's Michael Caine. I love Michael Caine. Yes. And to see like such a serious actor acting opposite the Muppets, it's always mm-hmm. fun. So yeah. good choice. I feel like that's one of the movies that I always sing along to. The Muppets are just so funny. I love the Muppets in general. Yeah. They are so funny. Just make you feel good. They're like a comforting thing. Like when mm-hmm. I'm sick or in a bad mood, the Muppets can always make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Number six for me is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action version. Okay. With Jim Carrey, which I know is controversial. But I, <laughs> I think it did a good job of taking a 20-minute special and like a 20-page book and flushing it out into an hour and a half story. Mm-hmm. I like I like the backstory they added for the Grinch. The baby yeah. Grinch. Baby Grinch and then bullied in school. Yeah. And I liked, uh, you know, the mayor character and Martha May Huvier. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I like that he was raised by two moms. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. It always makes me laugh when he goes down for that celebration and they show up and he's like, <laughs> are you two still living? Um, and then when you actually get to the book part where he steals Christmas I think Jim Carrey does a great job and I think he acts Mm. a heck out of the scene where his heart grows Mm, so I like it it's just a very pretty movie too it is yeah that's actually my number five oh okay yep you beat me to it um but yeah no I love that movie Cindy Lou Who is just adorable and yeah, I if Jim Carrey is literally like the Grinch in my mind. Like it's weird watching the cartoon version for me now because I'm like, Jim Carrey is the Grinch. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they did a really good job bringing that costume to life. Like considering it's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a creature, like they did a really good job. And I'm so yeah. happy you love that movie because 99% <laughs> of people do not. So Really? I have not met anyone through this show who likes that movie. What? I love that movie. I got I got more. Tom and Julie got all the hate mail for a Christmas story. I got all the yeah. hate mail for the Grinch because I rated it so high. Like people just don't like it. So yeah. You just I went think up I in saw my it. book. Oh good. I think <laughs> I saw it in theaters when it came out. And then from there it just became like a staple. I saw it in theaters too. Okay, good. That's awesome. I Agree with everything you said. Cindy Lou, who is adorable, and Taylor, what's her name? Munson. She went on to be like in a goth girl in a band, didn't she? Like punky. Yes. Yes. She was also in Gossip Girl, but she was. She was. I knew that. I don't watch it, but that's where my wife knows her from. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, but cool. 
my number five is a Christmas story. This is one I never saw growing up. I only saw bits and pieces. Like every time I flipped through, I have a vivid memory. Every time I was flipping channels, every time I caught it, it was always the scene where the dad pulls out the leg lamp. But without mm-hmm. the shade. So as a kid growing up, I'm like, this is a Christmas movie? Just lifted a severed leg from a box. <laughs> and I just had no interest in watching it. Um, but well, it was only a few years ago. A friend of mine loves it. And they said, you have to revisit it as an adult. And I did. And yeah, I fell in love with it. Like it is now like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I will have it playing on TBS in the background, TNT, whatever channel it is. And just gives me all the feels the scene yeah. at the end where it's dad who comes through and gets ralphie the gun and the mm-hmm. look on his face as he sees how happy he made ralphie it's perfect and then mom and dad sitting watching the snowfall at night with just the glow of the tree i love mm-hmm. it yeah. and uh it gives me all the feels and the sequel was actually quite good if you haven't seen it i saw it um, yeah, I liked it a lot. My mom cried watching it because <laughs> A Christmas Story was a huge staple in our family. And I think it just gave her all, all of the original feels from the first movie. And like, it was so funny. My whole family was watching it and we just hear sniffles and I'm like, mom, are you crying? She's like, so good. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> a Christmas Story is my number four. Oh, okay. Look at us. Right in sync. Um, but yeah, no, I love the original. One of my favorite scenes is whenever Randy won't eat his food and then he becomes a little piggy. Oh, it's so funny. That scene oh. makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I die every time. <laughs> I like, I never, I don't relate to the dad more than in that scene where he like lowers a newspaper yeah. and looks in disgust at him. <laughs> 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 oh it's so uh, funny yeah there's just so many iconic moments in that movie of like i can't get up i can't get up and, yeah and then the elf and santa when they're like come on kid <laughs> you'll oh. shoot your eye out yes so many good scenes and then yeah whenever it's christmas morning and they just show the snow that's so mm. pretty and it's based in indiana and i'm in indiana so lots of good points there there you go yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, I consider it a perfect movie. And I'm mm. sad I didn't like, I missed out on years of it yeah. growing up, but now I watch it all the time. So <laughs> my number four is the original Home Alone. Mm. Uh, this movie is a classic. Um, the house is iconic. I still want to live in that house, which is the same house from planes, trains, and automobiles too, actually. But can't um, you can't you rent it? Is it an Airbnb now? Or did I make that up? It might be, or a replica of it might be. They have replicas okay. of like you can stay in the Grinch's cave now on Airbnb Ooh, too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, but I love the movie. It's like the fantasy of the kid being left alone for the first time, and um, you know. I prefer the wet bandits to the sticky bandits. I thought they were funnier <laughs> in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, so it's weird. It felt, I think nothing is more Christmassy than Christmas in New York. But I guess in the 90s, it didn't look as Christmassy as it does today because this movie feels so much more Christmassy to me than the second one does. Um, 
and everything with old man Marley and how it's Kevin who gets him to like, you know, make up with his son who he hadn't talked to mm-hmm. in years. And that always makes me tear up at the end where Kevin looks out the window and sees him hugging his son. Yeah. And then just mom's desperate attempt to get home. And then their hug in the house where she just softly apologizes to him. It's it's a perfect movie. I love that movie. And the music, and, by the way, John Williams. Mm, Iconic. Yeah. yeah. I Yeah, that music is great, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Ooh, okay. So number three. Number three, I know this is your number one, but the Santa Claus. <gasps> you think you know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> Do I not? No comment yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but the Santa Claus, I absolutely love Tim Allen. He did a great job becoming Santa. And I just remember as a kid watching like a slim, normal man become Santa was just so funny. And it was just very magical because I related to Charlie of like, I am ready for Santa. Come on, parents, like, let's go. And then when his dad actually becomes Santa, that's like every kid's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I think that kid is... The kid who played Charlie is still like one of the cutest kids in any oh, Christmas movie. So freaking cute. Like every year I watch it, I'm just like, oh, I just want to squeeze him. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> adorable. Yes. Like not just adorable, like Macaulay Culkin was adorable, but a bad actor. Like he kind of yeah. skated by on how adorable he was. But Charlie mm-hmm. was like adorable and could act like yes. he was a good find. Yeah. Like his little cries and uh, yep. yeah, he's good. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll have more to say on this later, but I don't feel like talking about it right now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my number three is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Wow. Now, this is one I haven't, I never saw until like college, just after college. It's another one I just wasn't part, my parents didn't watch it growing up, so I never did. But when I saw it, I fell in love with it. Like Clark Griswold is... The ultimate family man. He just wants to throw the perfect Christmas for his family. I mean, take out the one scene where he's flirting with the underwear saleswoman because that <laughs> always fell out of character to me because he's so devoted to his family the rest of the time. But um, yeah, just I don't own a house, but when I do, I want to do it like his house, not just mm. around the beams of the roof. I want to do like the whole wow <laughs> shebang. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the idea of being not trapped, but in a confined space with extended family for a long period of time. And the idea that it can drive you nuts. I think Mm -hmm. we've all been there Mm -hmm. and can all relate to that and can all relate to having all these perfect plans in our mind that just go awry. You have no control over them. Um, And of course, being frustrated with your boss and your job. Mm. Yeah. Um, It's all very relatable. It's very relatable. And, uh, yeah, I love it. And it all comes together for me in the end when he's just standing outside alone and he just lets out that sigh of relief and he just says, I did it. Like, mm. I'm like, yes, you did, Clark. Like, I always <laughs> feel so happy for him and so good at that point. Yeah. It's a ride. Plus, I love Julie Louis-Dreyfus and she had a fun supporting role in that film as a yuppie neighbor so Mm. oh yeah um yeah elaine i think (laughs) my favorite character in that movie is what is it his great aunt oh aunt bethany oh she's so (laughs) funny (laughs) 
<laughs> Doesn't she like do the pledge allegiance instead of a prayer it's, or something? Instead of like, grace, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I think my favorite scene in that film is that dinner scene where he had the turkey so dry everywhere. Oh. Like they're having trouble chewing it, like <laughs> dipping it in their wine and water and stuff. It makes me laugh all the time. Yeah. And Clark's just trying to be the good uncle. Like, hey, kids, I think the news, the weatherman said he spotted Santa. And Cousin Eddie's like, you serious, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so moments. funny. Yep. All right. Number two, Home Alone. Oh, okay. So I, as a little kid, loved like imagining that I could be as powerful as Kevin was home alone. Um, I also loved the opening whenever his family is chaotic and there's so many cousins and siblings because at my mom's side of the family, there are so many cousins that I remember as a little kid just feeling like that amount of chaos of like wanting to make sure I get my slice of pizza and <laughs> just craziness. So I just feel like I really related to that. And then also that feeling at the end where they almost get him and they're like, I'm going to bite off this finger and I'm going to do this. Um, and then he's saved. It's like that moment of, Oh crap, what would really happen if I was at home alone? Um, but yeah, there's so many fun moments in that movie that it just, it's one of my husband's favorites too. So we both watched it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you you know who was originally going to play Joe Pesci's role, right? They wanted Robert De Niro, and oh. that would I could see it, but that would have been a much scarier movie because if yeah. he was there threatening, like to bite off his finger, like well, yeah. he would be dead if it was Robert De Niro. But, uh, I saw I saw some article recently. I didn't read most of it, um, but it said <laughs> something about like Joe Pesci actually got like severe burns on his head. Oh, really? Yes, I need to go back and find it. But I was like, what? I figured that well, was like a double or something. I read that um all of his freaking, freaking, freaking. Yes. Like they added all that to it because he kept cursing. So yes. they're like, it's a family movie. You gotta, you can't do that. So they gave him the fake mumbling cursing mm-hmm. because of yeah. that, which is hilarious. That would be me in a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because didn't he do like mob type movies or something where he was? Yeah, he was in yeah. a bunch of movies with Robert Shiro. Right. <laughs> and Al Pacino, yeah. Yeah, it's so, so funny. It's good. My number two, and I have to assume this is your number one, otherwise your list is severely lacking. I'm scared. Is Elf. And ask me on a different day, and this could probably swap. My one and two are always in flux. They they Mm. can switch anytime. Okay. But uh, Elf, there's something about Will Ferrell. He plays a man-child so well. (laughs) Um, And just seeing somebody that tall in tights and a really tight, elf outfit and oh my god it it never fails to make me laugh especially him acting opposite james Conn, who was yes. also known for like all the mob type <laughs> movies too and like never does comedy <laughs> um and when you learn about all the behind the scenes stuff of that movie too it just makes you appreciate it more like when buddy mm-hmm. first arrives in new york none of that was scripted they just took to the street with the camera. So him with the coffee what? place, him grabbing flyers, running through doors. That's all improv by Will Ferrell with real people. Oh and my like gosh. Him going up to fake Santa, like Santa. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not Santa. That was a real guy on the street. They found that Will Ferrell just went up to like Santa. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. Yeah. And uh, James Khan took the movie. So his kids and grandkids would have something to watch because mm-hmm. they can't watch his 
great at our stuff right. um and because he heard will ferrell was such a funny guy he was like hey, it'll be a few weeks of fun but apparently behind the scenes will ferrell is he's just very reserved he's like not always mm. on so like james Kahn said this is the effing guy everyone told me would make me laugh all day <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it's just uh, their chemistry is great and the end the end always makes me tear up the santa sing-along where they make the sleigh fly and how it's James Kahn joining in that finally gives them that last bit of magic they need. Like, yeah, it's perfect. And Buddy becomes a children's writer. So yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So my number one is Elf. There you go. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah. No, I adore that movie. I feel like Will Ferrell just embodies literally how I feel inside most of the year. And I feel like people probably look at me like I'm crazy because sometimes I feel like I am a child um, when it comes to Christmas and I'm just always so excited about it. So yeah, I absolutely love that movie. I saw it when I was in, I think the fourth grade, it was my first quote unquote date, but both of our parents were there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That definitely sounds like a buddy, the elf type date. Right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I just remember like falling in love with it and just laughing so hard. And it, it just really feels like the true embodiment of Christmas. Like it's that Santa is great. What's his name Mm -hmm. again? Um, Ed Asner. May he rest in peace. Yes. Ed Asner plays a great Santa. And then the whole like North pole is just so fun. Like Like the Rudolphy, like stop motion animation. Yeah. Yes. It's like got nostalgia. And of course now like the whole thing is nostalgic because it's old, but it has that even more like previous nostalgia mixed in with it. And yeah, I love Zoe Deschanel in it. And I do too, but it's so weird seeing her blonde. Oh yeah. Yes. (laughs) And a totally different character than anything she plays now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. She's not the hipster cool girl. She's like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, too cool for people and grumpy. Um, but I also relate to that as well, but yeah, I just, <laughs> I just loved, yeah, so many pieces of it. And whenever buddy goes to live with them and like creates that, what is it? Little rocking horse out of like their wood and the spaghetti. Oh, there's just so many good moments. It just, it makes my heart so happy. I, I really like Mary Steenburgen in that movie too. Mm-hmm. How supportive she is to find yes. out like her husband had a kid with another woman. Like, in a lot of movies she would like be jealous of him or whatever mm-hmm. but instead she's like no this is wonderful we have to take yeah. him in i yes. love that yeah and yeah, just it's... the whole theme of family throughout it is so good yeah and uh you know fun fact the scene with the doctor where he pricks buddy and buddy screams you can yes. see james Khan start to laugh he has to turn his back to the camera during that scene <laughs> i'll have so. to watch it and look for that well did you notice, like, right after Thanksgiving, they showed Elf for 24 hours on TBS yes, or TNT? instead of A Christmas Story, right? Well, Christmas Story is usually Christmas Eve, but this is okay. the first time they ever did Elf for 24 hours. And then the next day, they did Christmas Vacation for 24 hours. So they must be doing, like, a new, like, Thanksgiving to Christmas, like, marathon or something. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But this upcoming Saturday, do you have an Al- do you have Alamo Draft Houses by you? No. You know I know what they, what they are. are. Yeah. Well, the Alamo Draft House by us is doing um, an elf viewing party at 7 oh, p.m. Fun. Um, 
So me and Sarah have tickets to go, and it's sold out. So I'm excited to watch it with a bunch of geeks who've probably seen it a million <laughs> times at home, yes. but want to see it on the big screen. But like they're giving out free like Buddy the Elf hats, and they're having oh. a present wrapping contest, and like it should be fun. That's so fun! I'm jealous. I know you and your husband have to visit one we Christmas. We do. Yeah, yeah, that is on like my bucket list is to go to New York for Christmas time. Yeah. And you get, you'd get the insider's tour guide. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my number one is bad sin. No, I'm joking. It's a Santa Claus. (laughs) Uh, Shocker. I know. But yeah, I mean, the story of like corporate single dad, who's too busy for his family becoming Santa Claus is, I don't know. It's just a good story about like one man's like, redemption of his soul or personality kind of you know Mm -hmm. um and again i just all the characters in that film are great i love bernard the elf yes charlie is awesome even laura and neil i love that neil wasn't like the evil stepdad type Mm -hmm. he actually cared for charlie and then in the sequels he was like santa's (laughs) biggest fan (laughs) (laughs) um and his sweaters um yes (laughs) but no i loved it i loved my favorite reindeer to this day is still Comet because of that movie, because mm. Santa had that special relationship with Comet. Yeah. Um, and Tim Allen just looks great as Santa, especially in that first movie between the makeup and like his costume in that movie. Like if I was ever going to have like, you know, dress as Santa for my kids, I'd want like a coat like him. Like that mm-hmm. coat is iconic at this point yeah yeah i feel like the first movie he did look the best the rest of them i feel like he almost looks too perfect or something they made him too polished yeah have you been watching the santa clauses i watched the first two episodes and you weren't a fan it's okay (laughs) (laughs) i really like it the the cgi is awful yeah but I like the story they're telling. Yeah, the story is not bad. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I'm not as like enthralled. Maybe it's because I'm older now, but like, I don't know. The other one just like sucked me in the first one. And then I didn't really care as much for the second and third. They're okay. So maybe that's also why I'm like, all right, here's like a fourth one. But I, th- I think it's interesting because like after the first one, they definitely changed in tone to become more like, kitty mm-hmm. like the first one was obviously a family movie but like it could be enjoyed more by adults i think like it wasn't yeah, i don't know true. like that like the elves even though they were played by kids they seemed more adult than they ever did in the sequels where they seem mm-hmm. like kids you know yeah i don't i don't know but the first one is i love it i've always wanted judy's hot chocolate recipe because yes it, it looks perfect it coming looks out so of, good <laughs> it looks so good and no matter what i try every christmas like i can't make one as perfect uh, <laughs> I, and i love the whole idea of seeing is and believing believing is seeing mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. such a nice idea yeah and yeah i don't know i can't say enough good things about that movie it was on the other day they showed the whole trilogy on freeform the other day and i just sat and watched it all i was Aww. like tim allen is my santa yeah yeah he's a really good one he feels mm-hmm. like whenever that one scene where he's out watching like charlie play soccer or whatever and all the kids line up yeah it starts with a little girl and she's like um hello and it's like yes that's santa yes girl talk to him <laughs> well i even i even love the 
the bookends of that movie with the little girl when he goes down the chimney the first time he's like all annoyed like i am lactose intolerant <laughs> and like that when he comes back as santa he's like your milk's a little sour and she's like you said you were lactose intolerant i like it <laughs> yes. was so it was so cute so cute and she's in the new she's the in the new- yes yeah that was funny that's crazy how old that movie is so because like i did not yeah. picture her that old that's well crazy. tim out Al- tim allen said like a lot of people who worked on the Santa clauses were kids who believed in Santa when the first one came out. So he said a lot of them are fans. So like when he walked on set for the first time as Santa, you saw all of these like 20 something year olds, like almost like in awe, like the Santa walked out. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Natalie, I must say I'm impressed with your list and I will say, I will say this, like, you have a better list than Julian and Tom. Whoa, that's yeah. that's huge. Wow, I need like that on a trophy or something in my there, office. <laughs> there, there you go. You have a better list than Julian and Tom. So yes. Julian and Tom, if either of you want to retire, we have a perfect replacement. Whoa! Oh my gosh! I'm not saying that. They're pretty committed. Oh man. But <laughs> Natalie, this was awesome. And we have to get you on the main show again soon with all yeah. three of us. I would love um, that. But before you, we say our goodbyes and everything, plug the Christmas clue again. Where can people buy it? And plug where else people can find you, like Twitter, whatever you have. Yeah. So one more time, the Christmas clue is a children's book all about the magic of a Christmas morning scavenger hunt put on by Santa. And you can find it anywhere online. Amazon is typically easiest, especially if you've got Amazon Prime. And then if you want to follow along with me and my journey, I'm on all social media at Natmosphere and that's spelled N-A-T-M-O-S-F-E-A-R. Awesome. And you have some, like if people search for your name, you've done like interviews and writings and stuff for like online publications, right? Yeah, so I've written for a few different magazines. Darling Magazine is probably the most recent. And then I've been featured in other publications like Glamour and just different things. So yeah, you can search me and find different things I've been quoted in. That's awesome. And I listeners, I definitely recommend checking it out. She's a great writer. Check out her TV appearances. Search for her TV appearances. She was great on that. She's awesome. Not that the elves play favorites, but Tom, Julia, and Anthony really love Natalie. So, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Listeners, I don't have to plug anything because you're subscribing to Patreon, so you know all of our stuff. But uh, get ready because Christmas is right around the corner, and in the blink of an eye, it'll be over. It'll be counting down again. So, so sad. It is sad. What are you doing for Christmas this year, Natalie? Oh, man, I always stay home because everyone comes here, um, like all my cousins and my brother. So, but it's just my brother coming in this year and I don't have any cousins coming. So it'll be a quieter Christmas. What that's kind of nice because it's been a little chaotic here for me. So I'm ready for just some time to relax and breathe and just enjoy the family that is here. That's awesome. That'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? This year we're going to my parents. It's just like 10 minutes away. So, and uh, yeah, family's smaller now, you know, with older relatives, sadly, no longer here. So Mm. it'll be like my one grandfather who's left and then like my mom's sisters and my sister and her husband will come in. So it'll just be a small group of people, but it'll be nice. Yeah. 
But yeah, next year we'll probably go up to Canada to spend it with Sarah's family. We'll rotate on and off. That's cool. Always a white Christmas up there. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's beautiful. <laughs> it is, but definitely a different type of Christmas. And, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but listeners, thanks again. Natalie, thank you so much. Um, always a pleasure. And listeners, seriously, check out the Christmas clue. So, Thanks so much, Anthony. Yep. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away Here we are as in olden days Happy golden days of your faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more through the years we all will be together if the fates allow Hang a shining star up on the highest bough And have yourself a merry little Christmas the fates allow until then we'll have to muddle through somehow so have yourself a merry little Christmas